You know what tickles my balls? I'm cutting that part. Anyways, welcome to Fitness Driven Podcast. I'm here with Coach Madison and uh, Coach Corey. The topic today we wanted to cover, we just had a, a team meeting about this just last, last week. It's about being anti-fragile. And more specifically, what I want to cover is anti-fragility both physically and mentally. Okay, so um, with that said, we want to first establish some definitions of what this is. And Corey has a really unique way to kind of explain what anti-fragility is. And so the audience kind of knows what this means. Yeah, um, probably the easiest way to kind of explain it is equated to you know, the old legend of uh, the Hydra. You know, this eight-headed, eight-headed creature, and no matter how many times you slice off one of its heads, it just grows another one coming back. And that's a really good visualization for anti-fragility because no matter how many hits it takes, it just keeps on going. You know, mm-hmm. and eventually it's just going to recover. You know, that's that's a perfect representation of you know the entire anti-fragility, uh, I guess, idea. Exactly. Um, no matter how much damage you take, you don't let it stop you. You know, just like the Hydra, it kept cutting off its heads, cutting off its heads, and it just kept going back, coming back stronger, meaner. You know, that can be applied to, you know, pretty much any human. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a perfect stem to the physical atmosphere of this, because what we specialize in and the world we live in is creating anti-fragility physically. Right, so I want to talk more specifically about how we cave, how we create anti-fragility for the physical portion of our body. So, Madison, do you have anything about that? Um, well, I would say that if we're talking about like the anti-fragility of our bodies, mm-hmm. and that's going to be things like breaking down the muscles so it rebuilds back stronger, okay. right? So, like yeah. when you do a workout, you're lifting heavier weight, you're pushing your muscle getting it to break apart, and then when you rest, you take that rest day, now it comes back stronger. Exactly. Right? So that's going to be your anti-fragile versus over-exerting it and tearing something or ripping something or breaking something, right? That's pushing it a little too far. So there's definitely that threshold of what creates you to be anti-fragile versus injuring or hurting yourself. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. I like how you said the, the over-intensity can create too much damage. It's, it's toxic. But the, the other cool part of this is if we don't do anything, it becomes fragile, right? Like a little bit of stress is actually what, what's needed to actually survive. So if you're, if you're just like in your room, locked in, and you're just chilling, your body's just going to atrophy and not do too well outside that environment, right? Um, did you want to add something? Yeah, actually another kind of the way you could look at it is babying an injury. Yes. Sometimes when you baby an injury, it actually makes it worse because those, you know, that specific area, it ceases to grow. It's not coming back from that injury because you're not putting it through the everyday stresses that you normally would. You know, for right. for instance, sciatic pain. Um, mm-hmm. They specifically say, do not baby it. You need to try, try to go about your everyday life at, you know, the best you can. Right. Because by babying it, you're just allowing it to, you know, the area to get worse and worse and worse because you're not applying any type of pressure. Right. So that's like the cast. When you remove the cast, you get that little tiny arm. 
Exactly. <laughs> a strong arm. It gets you with a strong hand. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have a weird voice, man. I know. Every time you do stuff like that. <laughs> but it's such a weird contrast. Work. Yeah. So, so we talk. The physical component is 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 um, more readily seen. But what was interesting about the topic we were talking about this past weekend was um, neglecting mental stress. We talked about anxiety. We talked about depression. And there's so many ways we just avoid it. It's like, you know, I'm not going to lift that barbell today, right? So I wanted to talk maybe some examples so that the people know kind of what, how we potentially avoid mental stress, both, both anxiety and depression or anger or whatever that may be, right? So what are some of your thoughts that, that people are commonly doing to avoid this type of stress? Um, well, I'd have to say, going back to this weekend when I kind of told a split story about this. So I was on Prozac antidepressants for six or seven months. Um, the reason why I went on it was because of wedding stuff and stresses and whatnot and to kind of make it so that I could get through it and enjoy the time. But what I noticed is because I stayed on it after my wedding, and then I started here and I started my online business, I started coaching, I started training, I started doing a lot of stuff. Um, and I was able to do it all, but what I realized was that I never, the stress of it never hit me, the anxiety of it never hit me. And I was wearing myself down and getting really tired, but I wasn't really realizing it. And so then when I went off the medication, it hit me like a boulder in the face because I was not prepared to mentally take on the stress and the anxiety that was holding that I was holding back when I was on the medication that the medication was blocking so then I didn't realize how exact how exhausted I was how overworked I was how anxious I was and stressed I was because I wasn't allowing my body to feel it and and I will say in this case a lot of people at this important point in time would turn right back around and go back on the medication because they're like oh I can't handle it right I can't I can't handle all this stress I have to go back on the medication and for some people being on medication when it's that severe is fine, right? But we got to realize that if we continuously baby ourselves and baby our brains, we're not going to feel that stress. Right. We're not going to feel that anxiety. We're not going to feel when our body has had enough. And then eventually we're going to overwork ourselves to the point where our body just shuts down. Right. And I wasn't feeling that because I was numb to it because I was on the medication. Yeah. So. I was just picturing like a, someone was wearing a Prozac suit and they were right behind you back squatting. There's seven plates on there. <laughs> they're the ones doing it. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, I'm out. And then you and just your legs crush. break. <laughs> right? That's what that's what some of these medications are. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and alcohol can can be similar. Um, any any drugs aside from Prozac can be very, very similar. And, and it's just a it's just a spotter for the time being. Um, so with that said, what are some things that you both used in order to 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 use that stress? Like, what are some tools that you use so you can lift that type of stress, anxiety, depression? Because we've all discussed some strategies, and um, when we talked about this topic, it started to kind of tie some dots for you guys. So, what are some that you use currently, Corey? Oh well, um, I mean, first and foremost, like. Even when it comes to coaching, mm -hmm. every time I have to get up there in front of that class, I'm nervous as hell. Right. I'm going to botch this. I'm going to screw this up. Like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. How the hell did I get here? And I have to physically remind myself, no, 
you have put in the work. But that doesn't always work. You right. know, like I, I'm always going to be my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that translates all the way back to me and stage fright, things like that. And a lot of the things that actually help me to push myself forward is um, remembering that I'm also as nervous as I am up there. I'm also the kid that used to have to, I had to physically sit in the back of every classroom and the seat closest to the door because I had such bad anxiety over being bullied and teased, having kids throw staples in my hair, things like that, that I was convinced, like in my head, I I was sure that people were laughing at me, throwing things at me. It got to the point where teachers had to sit me in the rear chair closest to the door to keep me still. Wow. You know, and that like, I have to remind myself of that constantly, like how far I have come from there. Right. And sit there and remind myself, this is not going to kill me. And I've gotten to the point where pretty much anything, I'm like, it's not, it's not going to kill me. Right. It might suck for a little while, but it's not going to kill me. Okay, so yeah. you have this, we have this, this self-talk method to it. You do anything else? Uh, a lot of deep breathing. Okay, so you, you start to control your breathing a little bit. Do you do that like in the moment, or do you practice it in other other moments? I do it absolutely in the moment. In the moment. I can I can pretty much force myself, and I'm at the point now where nobody really notices that I'm doing it. And you're just like... Exactly. You know, they think I'm just observing, and I'm like... Yeah. Freaking out. Yeah. Right. Madison, what do you do? How do you deal with anxiety aside from popping them palesies? Yeah. Um, I think my biggest thing would be I do breathing techniques and I've done a few different ones lately that I've kind of been practicing. Mm -hmm. Uh, meditation and then taking things off of my calendar that I don't need. So just kind of just taking, just kind of just making it less needy. Yeah. Yeah. So like only trying to focus, for a while I was trying to focus on too many things at once, and then I realized if I just focus on one thing at a time, it's a lot easier. Yeah. So if I overwork myself, then it's too much. Um, And I do want to say too, only because I had this conversation with Olivia the other day. Yeah. um, When it comes to Prozac and taking anti-anxiety, and it's Mm -hmm. like if you're taking it, for sure you should be going to see a counselor. Like if... Because I want to add that in there because that's a great yeah. way to deal with anxiety and stress is to see someone that can talk you through it right. um, and talking with someone that understands and has been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I don't do that, I do think that's an amazing way to help deal with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to. I did I did that for a long time. But yeah. now I've gotten to the point because that, that's what my counselors taught me, right, was breathing techniques and meditation. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just practicing it more. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, it's really – and I think for women especially, it's – it's harder because mm-hmm. we tend to think of everything all at once, whereas men have the ability to kind of think of one thing at a time. You don't know um, me. No, I'm just kidding. I was gonna say, <laughs> no. I've I have taken classes on this stuff yeah. because I it just it blows my mind how different men and women think. Right, yeah. But that's for women. It's a lot harder to get breathing and meditation under control because we, I mean, in case you guys haven't noticed, we're scatterbrained, so we think of everything yeah. at once. Anytime you do anything wrong, we'll bring up the last time you did something wrong, right? On this day, at this time, I remember you did this, and you're over here like, heck, when did that happen? 
And we have a tendency to do that. And I think that that, that yeah. tends to make things like breathing and meditation hard. So it really didn't start working for me until I practiced it for a long time. So it was a lot of frustration to get to the point where now it helps me with my anxiety and my med- my stress and everything is actually focusing on it and practicing it, like legitimately practicing it, even if it's not working. Yeah. I think that's what people are like, that this was supposed to work, and then they give up. When in reality, it's supposed to work after you do it continuously yeah. and get better at it. Yeah. It's I'm, just like anything else you have to practice. It's yeah. not, there is no magic bullet. Right. You know, it's, the, it's, the, it's the exact same thing as going on any type of new nutrition plan, starting a new workout regimen, anything like that. It's not going to be an, an, an overnight thing. Right. And if it practice. is, and if it is. It's not a last one. No. Yeah. And it's going to have side effects. Um, <laughs> I'm relating everything to squatting. So like with what you said, you're like, <laughs> so I can't squat this at the moment. I'm just going to remove some of it out, out of the barbell. Yeah. Because I know I can do this. And I'm going to practice this a little bit. And then put more. Well, it's like fine-tuning your technique, right? Yeah, you yeah. work on your technique so that the next time you add weight, you can go heavier. Exactly. So now that you've, you've, you've added a little bit more and you're, you're handling a little bit more, what are you able to do now? Are you able to do more because you've been training your anxiety at a certain level or has it not changed? Um, I, I think I am able to do more. Like I don't, this is a very loaded question. Um, loaded up. I know it's, so I think I'll put it this way. Whether or not I can do more, I, I think I'm doing more, but it's kind of hard for me to tell. But what I do re- like notice myself is that I'm, I'm happier Mm-hmm. Like I feel happier, I am happier. Like I don't have as negative of thoughts when I do. They come and go a lot quicker, um, and I don't sit and reminisce on things for hours and hours and hours like I used to. And like that cycle that used to give me anxiety, where I'd freak it, freak out about something, and then it would cycle itself, right? Mm-hmm. So like I would not feel good, and I would think about it, and thinking about it would make my heart race, which would be anxiety, and then anxiety would make my stomach hurt worse, and it would just go in this big cycle circle continuously. And now. I'm able to get myself out of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know necessarily if it, how much on the outside it's affected me, but I know internally it's affected me a lot. And I think that eventually that will start showing on the outside. Right. If that makes sense. It does I, make sense. Yeah. Remember when you were talking about, it's not just, it's not just the drugs. It's not just the alcohol. It's not just the Netflix binging that, that, that allows us to avoid these issues. It could also be overwork. Right, so I would consider you to work about the same, but you're working a lot more productive. Yeah. At the time being, right? It was it was very scattered, and, and a lot of times, and I do this myself. I just choose to work more and, and do more work in areas that I really don't need to do. Right. So I so I so I can avoid a conversation with Corey. That's an example, but I've never avoided one. It's okay, I used to be. Right, so 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 it's it's those situations. That I think, I think that's um. Made me just because yeah. I ask her why she's angry. She's always angry. I'm all apparently I am I'm now. I am now because you always ask me that. Yeah, but yeah, I think sorry. it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's all right. When my sister gets here, you guys can team up on me. I'm excited. She shredded. I know, but yeah, she's gonna have a partner to like go after. I know yeah. Miranda's going to bring up like dirt from when I was a kid. You used yeah. to do this. This was his name. 
Oh man, I split my wrist. Teach yeah. me all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, what was that? What was the third question we were gonna ask? The top two things that bring you closer to being anti-fragile. Yes. Okay. So we kind of talked about it a little bit already. So let's let's get some ideas so people can try it. Right. So we talked. So so we did take a load off, take a plate off. That was one method. Um, what's another method? Choose something that makes you uncomfortable. It, one time a week, one time a month. It doesn't matter. Just choose something that makes you uncomfortable, and it doesn't even have to be major discomfort. Yeah. Just something small. At like first. what? Can you give me an example? Um, God, it, it, riding a roller coaster that scares the crap out of most people. Mm-hmm. That's not small. What if that freaks me out? Start on the kitty. <laughs> start on the kitty rides, oh, okay. man. Okay. You know, just. Find something small, yeah. At once a month, once a week, it doesn't matter what it is. It could yeah. be speaking to a coworker that you've always wanted yeah. to speak to. Um, it could be learning a new instrument. Anything. Just find something that makes you uncomfortable, yeah. and just take the plunge. I like set, that. you know, set that like, okay, cool. I'm going to check on myself at the end of the month, or this is the day that I'm going to check in on this, and I have to have this done. I'm just gonna do it, you know. Like, don't procrastinate. Don't set a specific date. But fuck it, just do it. Madison, what do you got? Aside from taking a plate off. Um, just had one. I'm thinking like, I I really like. I love. I love the whole idea of like being uncomfortable. But like, stop, stop babying yourself. Okay. Right. Like, I'm thinking about this in the sense of, I'm going to bring it up. What's going on right now with COVID-19, mm-hmm. right? People are babying themselves. They're locking themselves in their homes. They're dumping hand sanitizer on everything. They're staying away from everyone. Well, what's, I'm sorry, but what's going to happen when flu season comes around? This flu season is going to be the worst, and people are saying it's because of COVID. No, it's because our immune systems are going to be shot. Because we're not around anyone, right? We're babying ourselves. We're locking ourselves away and staying away. We're not going outside and getting sun. We're not allowing our bodies to do what they were meant to do, which is to thrive, right? To have stress. Yeah. To get germs, to be sick sometimes, to not feel good, to put that stress on us so that we can come back and be stronger the next time we go through something. And I think that's what's really hard for people right now is people are so, they're living in terror, Instead of living life and just enjoying what's going on. And the hard part about it is when you live in terror, you're tearing down your immune system even more. So you can't go out and enjoy things because chances are you're going to get sick. Exactly. Right? And so it's just this dog pile effect of we're just, we're soft piling. Instead of like hard piling things and working ourselves and stressing ourselves to build ourselves, we're putting a bunch of pillows on top of us. And we're just burrowing under it and like, oh, I'm safe now because I have all this safety around me. Yeah. Right? And so it's just... It's hard to watch people that I love and people that I want to support doing this because it's, I don't know, in my, my logical brain, right, the world's going to do what it's going to do. Nature's going to come around. It's going to dump sicknesses on us. People are going to die. I could die. My parents could die. My family members could die, right? But it's going to happen. So why are we sitting here living in fear and just babying ourselves constantly? Versus enjoying what we have and what we're doing now. And it's just a world of fear. And I think that that's 
that's horrible. That just makes you fragile. Right. Yeah. For sure. I think that's that's spot on. Nature is very anti-fragile. Yeah. It doesn't care. It just, when there's too many people on the planet, what is it going to do? It's going to wipe people off the earth so they can continue to grow. Right. Yeah. Just like us. Yeah. Yeah. You do the same thing. Probably a, it, it, it's an old saying, but probably a really good way to describe the all human lot is letting nature take its course and not shielding yourselves from things is no diamond is created without pressure. How many thousands of pounds of pressure, millions, how much time does it take, you know, for a piece of coal to become a diamond? Yeah. And guess what? Not every coal makes it. Exactly. Chuck Norris can take rocks. Oh, he yeah. could he could hold the earth on his shoulders. The boogeyman <laughs> checks his closet for Chuck Norris at night. Exactly. So, yeah, those are some really, really good points. Um, any other ones? Do you guys have any more? Um, I don't think so. I just, I just want people to be able to realize that life is made to be enjoyed and not feared. You're wasting so much time if you're not doing what you love to do and just enjoying being alive. Yeah. I want to, yeah, let's end with that. I want to end with stress is the way, right? Don't avoid it. Stress is the way. Um, Reach out to someone that knows how to handle that stress or potentially can help you with that stress. You can have a spotter. That's no problem at all. But at some point, um, you'll have to deal with it little bit on your own. It's, yeah, not, right. A helping hand is meant to be temporary. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the bottom line. How many everybody, nuggets are you throwing, bro? Everybody needs help at some point, but yeah. a hand up is not supposed to be permanent. Love it. You know? Yeah. There's, like, all right, cool. Everybody falls. Everybody needs a little bit of help sometime. Yeah. But don't ask every time. Like, nut up. Do it yourself. Heck yeah. We'll end with that. Guys, if you like this episode, share with your friends, subscribe, email Corey for, for all fun, the nuggets. For all yeah. the nuggets. Um, and see you guys soon again. Don't bring up nuggets. I, I want chicken nuggets so bad. And I have 35 more days. Chicken nuggets. Any type of junk.